there. Welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. Today, we are going to focus on week five, day four of Give Up Worry for Good. Today's message is all about the fact that God wants to help you. He wants to miraculously intervene in your situation, but two things. Number one, he expects you to do something. And number two, don't be surprised when you run into that person who tells you this is never going to work. Or you, or you just wake up one morning and you start to feel in your mind that this, this is crazy. What am I doing? This problem is not solvable. I might as well worry because nothing's ever going to change. I don't feel God's involvement in my life. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know that feeling? So we're going to run into these things. But today's a reminder of what Jesus can do if we let him get involved. But really, the I think the critical reminder for us today is he expects us to do something. It might not be enough, but that's okay. Because my not enough and his miraculous power, that's more than enough. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I hope you're doing well. Another hot day, steamy day here in southern New Jersey, but I'm in the air condi- I'm in an air-conditioned house right now, so I am blessed. I hope you're doing okay. Hope the weather's not too much for you. Hope you're doing well with the program. You know, week five already, unbelievable, right? Three more weeks to go after this week. Next week, we're going to shift our focus to God. You, you know, we, uh, we've talked about him in the past, obviously, but this week we have been looking at problems, expect problems and and our eyes have been taken away from the Lord for a little bit and focusing focused instead on our problems and it's important that we do that as I said on the show yesterday we got we got to look at these difficulties we got to look at the challenges we really need to look at the fact that not everything's going to go smoothly but that's okay but we don't want to dwell on it so now next week we shift our focus I'm giving you a little preview here from our trials and tribulations, from the fact that, yeah, we're going to have problems and there's going to be times when we feel like we don't have enough. We're going to shift our focus to the individual who is always in control. We're going to focus on God next week. And we'll start out by looking at St. Paul's words to the Philippians in in, uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things in Him who strengthens me, in Him who strengthens me. I can do all things as long as I got the Lord working for me, or as I, that's, that's a bad choice of words, really, as long as I'm working with the Lord. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today. It's sort of a preview of what we will be looking at next week. The fact that I might not have enough to get the job done, and that could easily lead me to panic, but I could fall back on the power of God who has more than enough to get it done. Um, and, and you know what? That's a, that's a great message. So, I look forward to having you with me for the remainder of the show. I also look forward to having a sip of water, which I'm going to do very subtly right now. I bet you wouldn't have even noticed that if I didn't tell you. Anyway, there's a chair here for you. Let's uh, let's pull up that chair and let's turn to our Father in Heaven right now as we begin. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Father in Heaven, well, here we are again, another day of our Give Up Worry for Good program. Father, we're so grateful to be in your presence, so grateful for all of your help, so grateful that you are willing to help us and that you are all-powerful. 
if you were just willing to help us and you weren't able to handle any situation, that wouldn't do us a whole lot of good. But you are more than capable of handling our problems, and you are all-powerful, and you love us. So that's a good combination. Father, we thank you for being here with us right now. Even if we don't feel your presence, we know that you're real. We know that you're here with us. And we pray, Father, that through the and a special outpouring of your Holy Spirit, that you will become more real to us today, more real than those problems that are staring us in the face right now. Increase our ability to believe in you, Father. Strengthen our faith. Allow us to be fully confident that you are more than enough to handle any problem that we can experience. Father, I ask you to bless us and our families and friends. We pray for all of those who don't know you today. We pray for those who have given up hope, who have become hopeless, who don't feel like going forward. We pray for them now and ask you to strengthen them and give them hope. Father, we pray for a special outpouring of the Spirit for me so that I can deliver the message that you have for us today. And I pray also that all of our minds and hearts could be opened so that we can hear and receive your message and put it into practice in our lives. Father, we ask these things in the name above all names, King of kings, Lord of lords, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, welcome to the program. I'm Gary Zimak, and of course, you are listening to Following the Truth, and over the course of the next three and a half weeks, we will be continuing to walk through my latest book, Give Up Worry for Good, Eight Weeks to Hopeful Living and Lasting Peace. We're on week five right now, day day four, and this week is devoted to the fact that we are going to have problems. One of the things I I really always enjoyed about the message of Jesus, not so much enjoyed, but it, it gave it credibility, is the fact that he never tried to sugarcoat anything. He tells it like it is. He tells us, in this life, you're going to have problems, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. I love that message in John 16, 33. You'll have problems. You will have problems, but it doesn't change anything Jesus is saying, because I'm bigger than your problems. Yeah, if he wanted to, he could take our problems away. He could make it so that once we follow him, we would never have another problem in our lives. And, you know, if that would be fine with me if that's the way he would want to do it. But he doesn't choose to do it that way. Instead, he chooses for us to walk by faith. And he chooses to accompany us as we struggle through this life. A life that does have problems. A life that does have challenges. A life that sometimes causes us to question. Does he exist? Is this ever going to work out? Will this ever get better? You know, we, we have these, these questions, but the Lord has chosen to work in the midst of that difficulty, uncertainty, suffering, and to be present for us. And help us with whatever it is that we face. Unfortunately for us, and and I really do include myself in this uh, in this category. Unfortunately for us, sometimes, often, 
we underestimate what he can do for us. And we just look at our own resources and we think, I, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. And, and the answer is, that's true. But with God, all things are possible. And if he's willing to help me, my not good enough is more than good enough because he's going to supplement anything that I'm lacking in it. I think that's one of the most important messages we will get out of this Give Up Worry for Good program. And look, let's be, let's be honest here. We all would like, if it was possible, to have Jesus take away any problem, any inconvenience, any suffering that we encounter. I mean, it would be it would be ideal for many of us if that was the deal, if it meant that if I follow Christ in my life, then whenever I turn to him in prayer, he's just going to take the problem away. That would be fantastic. We would love that. I know I would. But here's the problem with that. When we would be so when when it would be simply a matter of I don't want to experience this, I'm going to turn to Jesus and he takes it away, then there would be times when what is good for us, which is the storm, which is suffering, which is difficulties, because that's how we grow in faith, that's how we grow in, in virtue, um, there would be times when we would be hurting ourselves by having him take away the problem. So as much as I don't like it, and I'm going to tell you, I don't like it when I have to suffer. I, I don't. I just don't. And if I can get out of it, I will. As much as I don't like it, I'm learning that those periods of suffering are the times when I grow closest to Jesus. Again, I wish it didn't have to be that way, but it's true. And number two, I grow strongest in faith when I am struggling. And during those times when I don't feel his presence, right? When I don't feel his presence, that's when I most make the most progress spiritually because I have to walk in faith. And again, I wish I could tell you a different story, but following Jesus does not mean that all of your problems will go away. It does not mean that whenever you ask for anything, you will get exactly what you want. What it does mean, and, and, I, and I really hope you, you, you comprehend this, because this is so critical, but man, it's a tough thing to come to grips with. It's something that that, that that I have struggled with, but I'm starting to understand it. What it means is that when you do follow Jesus, when you do love him, and when you do turn to him and ask for his help, he will give you that peace. Now, sometimes that peace doesn't come instantly. Sometimes it starts in our head and it eventually makes its way to our heart, but not right away. Sometimes we block that peace unintentionally because we're focused on other things. But the, the fact of the matter is that sometimes he takes away the storm. Sometimes he calms us in the midst of the storm. So that peace that he promises, that peace can be obtained whether or not your problem goes away. Again, I think it's a tough thing to wrap your brain around. But if you, if you just give it some time and really reflect on it, it's an incredibly powerful example of how the Lord works in our lives. I mean, ultimately, 
If I'm asking for a problem in my life to go away, why am I asking that? It's because I want peace, right? I mean, ultimately, I want peace. I want happiness. That's what I'm looking for in life. So, and and again, I, I preface this with, I understand that this is not an easy thing to accept. So please don't think I'm I'm just being uh, callous or uncaring when I say it this way or because I'm not saying it's easy. It's very hard. But if what we are after is peace and happiness, does it really matter how we get it? If you're dealing with cancer, you know, and I put that that out there cuz that's probably one of the toughest battles that anyone can ever face. Um, my experience with it, I, I, my dad had cancer. He died from cancer, but, but I, I haven't had it myself, nor has anybody in my immediate family, but, um, recently, but, but I understand in talking to people, it's a very, very tough diagnosis when you, when you hear that, that cancer diagnosis, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to, to put a positive spin on it. It's very, very difficult. And if, the Lord knows what's best for you, and He allows that cancer. He doesn't will sickness, but He allows it to happen for, to draw greater good out of. I mean, there's we need to believe that because that's true. He doesn't will sickness. He doesn't will evil, but He permits it to happen so that He can bring a greater good out of it. In other words, it's one of those other things that it's uh, not popular. It's hard to accept, but it's one of those, that's the way it is, things that we need to believe. So, if the Lord is allowing the cancer to come into your life, and you pray, please take it away, and He doesn't take it away, it's because somehow that that cancer diagnosis will be able to bring you more peace and do more good to get you to heaven than if He had taken it away. And again, you don't have to get it. You don't have to understand it. It's hard to understand, but these are the kinds of things we're working toward in these eight weeks of give up worry for good. The idea that if the Lord's allowing something to happen, more good can come out of it than if he took it away. Of course, you are allowed to ask for whatever cross you're, you're bearing to be taken away. He expects you to do that. But when he doesn't, that's when these other things have to kick in. This belief that, well, this is happening for a reason, Lord. What are you trying to teach me? How can I best serve you in this situation? You know, tough message, but one that is so critical to understanding as we go through this give up worry process. I need to somehow get to the point where I believe that God loves me and if he's allowing it to happen, it's good for me. Now I can fight it. I can miss the point. I can reject the cross that he's given me in such a way that it ends up not being good for me. But that's not his problem. That's my problem. But if we get to the point, which is where we want to get to, that we realize that, well, if this is happening, some good can come out of this. Then we're going to be so peaceful because we won't be affected. And again, this doesn't happen overnight. This is, it's, it's a matter of degrees. So yeah, you might not be affected or you might be affected less than you would have a few years ago or a few months ago. 
when something bad happens, but you might never in this life get to the point where you say, yippee, something bad is happening, let me embrace the cross and feel really good about it. You might never, this is, it's just a matter of a journey that we're taking. It's a process. But I'm going to tell you, I have noticed that over the years, as I've been working on this, it gets easier to accept the unpleasant things of life knowing that a loving God allows them to happen. So I'm kind of giving you like a long-range goal that we want to get to. God loves me. God is all-powerful and God is with me. Therefore, if this, whatever it is, is happening in my life and I'm not enjoying it, a loving God is allowing this to happen. He could take it away if he wants. But he's allowing it to happen to benefit me. And if you think about it, it's not critical that I understand it in order for it to benefit me. I don't have to understand why this unpleasant thing is good for me. And quite often we don't. But what I should be able to understand, maybe not comprehend, but understand, is the fact that God loves me and he could stop it if he wants. But he's not. And I'm going to keep asking that he will. That's okay. But in the meantime, I'm going to trust him that he is trying to teach me something or use this in a way that will help me. That's that's really the long-term goal of the Give Up Worry for Good program. It's to accept that God's in control. And, we're, and next week, specifically, we're going to look at that fact. He's in control You turn on the TV, you look on the internet, sure doesn't seem like he's in control, but he is. And there's plenty of evidence for that throughout the pages of the Bible, that God is in control. Anyway, my name is Gary Zimek. You are listening to Following the Truth. Um, And you know, if you are struggling in any way, don't hesitate to reach out to me, Gary, at followingthetruth.com. Uh, we, If you want to find out more about the work that I do or invite me to speak at your parish or your conference, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com. And uh, we are in the midst of going through my book, Give Up Worry for Good. We're on week five, day four right now. And the this, this Bible passage comes from John's Gospel, chapter six. It takes place at a point in time where there are 5,000 men plus women and children. So some estimate there might be like 12,000 people who are hungry, who have been listening to Jesus preach, and they need to be fed. It's quite a quite a big problem. And the the apostles, Jesus' apostles, they tell him, Lord, send these people away. We don't have enough food to feed them. They've been here. They're hungry. We can't do this. And that's where, you know, this this message for us today is it's the old I can't do it message. I can't go through this. I can't. Look, if I lose my job, I am not going to survive. I used to think that way. But then I lost my job and I'm still here. And in fact, it ended up being a good thing. Uh, if I get this bad medical diagnosis, I can't survive. If my husband's cancer doesn't go away, I'm never going to survive. But yet we, we think that. We think I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. But yet, somehow, oftentimes, God has other ideas. He thinks we are strong enough. We have this situation where the apostles go to Jesus. They say, get rid of these people. Let them go get food for themselves. 
We don't have enough to give them anything. But then Jesus said to them, will you give themselves something to eat? And that's where they say, where are we going to buy bread? Where are we going to buy enough bread to feed these approximately 12,000 people? And we don't have that kind of money. And that's when Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said this to Jesus. In John chapter 6, verses 8 and 9, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many? In other words, how can we ever feed the people? We don't have, we don't have the money or the ability to buy enough food for them all. And what kind of food we have here is certainly insufficient. You got five loaves and two fish. That's it. How can we ever have enough to feed the people, to feed that many people? And that's when Jesus gets involved and says to them, give me the bread, give me the fish. So he takes the five loaves, the two fish, and he multiplies them. He performs a miracle. And then he gives the bread and the fish to his apostles. And he says, all right, guys, go ahead, give them out, feed the people. And they did. And there was more than enough for everyone. So ultimately, look what happened. Jesus told his followers to go feed. You give them something to eat. Don't send them away. You give them something to eat. And that's when they say, look, we can't do it. We don't have enough. What are we going to do? Jesus performs a miracle. Fixes the problem. And places the bread and the fish back in the hands of the people who couldn't get the job done, who were not qualified, who did not have enough. And he said, all right, now go ahead, feed them. So essentially, they did have enough. But it's only because of the intervention of Jesus. And this, this is what we need to learn as we go about this, this week of dealing with problems, difficulties. And, and I told you earlier in the week, this is one of those weeks for me where... I don't have enough. I don't have a, a, there's a, there are many things this week that I just don't have enough of. But somehow the Lord has me in a situation where I have to come up with these things that I don't have. And I know I'm being general here. I don't want to get too specific. I shared some of the things before financially. Um, you know, it's a struggle for my ministry right now. Uh, emotionally, got some things going on at home with my family, you know, typical family problems as the head of the household that I'm responsible for. I've got other challenges right now. A few other things that I just feel like, oh man, I don't have it. And I've been going to Jesus every day and he says, you're right, you don't have it. But why don't you do what you can? Why don't you do the best you can and I'll make up the difference? And you know what? I totally believe that he's doing that. And that's what I encourage you to do today as well. There's a very good chance you have something in your life that looks overwhelming, that is overwhelming, that you can't handle. And you're, you, by yourself, you can't handle it, but he never expects you to handle it by yourself. And if you go to Jesus, he will give you what you need to get it done. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work in the way we would expect. 
He doesn't necessarily answer in the way we expect. If I go and say, take this problem away, it doesn't always go away. Sometimes what we get is the strength to wake up the next day and deal with it again. Sometimes we just wake up and feel hopeful. Nothing changed, but yet we feel hopeful. That's a powerful message, and that's the way the Lord answers sometimes. So I would encourage you to go to Him today and say, Lord, please please make up for what I lack. If, I, if I'm struggling to, to not worry, help me to get the job done. Help me to do it. Please make a way, Lord, where there appears to be no way. That's His specialty. It really is. Um, before we go, I, w- I want to let you know tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to be on Relevant Radio's Morning Air Show, and we're going to t- be talking about more or less this topic, when I am weak, then I am strong. It's based on St. Paul's words in his in the second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, when Paul said, three times I asked the Lord to take away this thorn in the flesh. But he said no, because my grace is sufficient. In other words, I'm not taking away your problem, the Lord said to Paul, but I'm giving you the grace to deal with it. And that really ties into what we what we talked about earlier in the show. Every one of us who struggle with anxiety in our lives, who are worriers, the Lord can use that apparent weakness to show forth His power in your life. I know it might not seem like it, but He really can. My whole ministry is centered around that, that very topic. My ministry focuses on overcoming worry, an apparent weakness in our lives. But it's something that for many of us draws us closer to the Lord and gives Him a chance to work through our lives for other people to see and to be drawn close to Him through us. By us showing trust, being at peace in the midst of adversity, we do a lot to bring people to God. Because they're going to ask our secret. How do you do it? Why aren't you freaking out? Well, I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. He's taking care of everything. He told me that my Father in Heaven would provide, and I believe Him. He helps me. He helps me to deal with the junk that I have to deal with every day. And we can witness to Him by that. So um, so tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m., Relevant Radio, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Relevant Radio on the Morning Air Show. If you get a chance, tune in. I hope you'll be able to tune in. If not, uh, God willing, I hope to be back with you here tomorrow for the Friday edition, the week-ending program of Following the Truth. And uh, as always, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address if you have questions. In the meantime, I'm praying for you. Hang in there. Just make sure you go to Jesus. Ask him to supply whatever it is that you lack. He's really good at that, okay? God bless you. Talk to you next time.